I'm Alexandra Kreis and you're listening to Outer Travel in a Journey. In my own search for self-understanding, I have met people from all walks of life. I bring to you a taste of these encounters. Hello, welcome back to Outer Travel Inner Journey. Today on the show, I have again Cecilia Müller-Stahl. I'm so glad we're coming around for the second session. We got really intrigued in one subject and we noticed we wanted to talk a little bit further. For those who haven't met Cecilia, though, do you want to give a quick introduction of who you are and where you live and what you do? Maybe that's the easiest way at this point. Yes. So first of all, thank you for having me. <laughs> yes. and hello, everybody. My name is Cecilia. I am an actress and a manifestation coach. And it is, I would say, deep manifesting from the soul. It's not only like, how do we produce the things or how do we get it? Like, it's really an art to get to the core of who you are. That's the, the idea and yeah. the, the art. So, yes, you come from an acting, but more, you come from an, uh, you know, like when people say they do an ordinary job, this, you know, like uh, there's people who, we have so many jobs and labels and coaches, certainly a label that is coming more and more to light. So people helping other people through their stories and having really extensively gone through shifts and changes, that's how I see it. So can you tell us a little bit, uh, you know, why have you arrived at this point, you know, coming from an actress background, uh, coming into a, a manifestation coach? What was it that kind of changed your life? Yeah. So in the first uh, podcast, I already told a little bit about that there was always this feeling of something is missing in the acting world or something just brought up actually my whole pain body, I guess, which sort of led me to my, you know, healing journey. And then, then I got deeply into body work and body work that was like not only massage, but really like touching the soul. And then I noticed that I really had this hunger to do the same. It was not only, oh, it would be nice, but it was this real deep, okay, this could be another, another deep passion. Uh, it feels like a calling. And then I went for it and went for it in different ways through massage, through Hawaiian energy and body work. And then also, uh, yeah, different other techniques and energy work, shamanic work. And then I first of all started to work with women who had issues with food image, uh, food uh, issues and body image right, right. yes which was something that i went through oh it's so interesting we have the same weather situation right now yeah, weather <laughs> just came in full blown <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that was such a deep desire to because i went through it and i felt what it means to go through this kind of low self-worth no deep connection to yourself, always in this spiral of wanting to eat, wanting to eat, and then being in this self-hate zone. 
Yeah. And it was no diet and no, I don't know, no restriction and no food plan that helped me. It was always the opposite. It was this following pleasure, following what feels good, yeah. follow trusting myself again. Mm. That was phase one. And then I noticed the women I'm teaching this to, they all got better with money. Mm. Because it's the same self-worth point or wound. Mm. And um, then that led me to really coming to this place where I said, oh, I am so passionate about manifestation in general. Not only the money part, not only the, yeah, I am good in my body now. I can see that when a woman and or a man do what they really want their life comes to fruition and their their soul starts to really speak so it's a it's more the i would say falling in love with desire in itself because it's something that unlocks our powers our soul that that really wants to communicate about who we really are yeah what it rings true to me is this what i've also noticed myself you know that the possibility of manipulating our situation through food has become really uh, available to us you know food has never been as cheap and as available as we wanted so and the deformation of what nature you know the source of food where it becomes in devoid even of its own force you know life force what it can give us it, it becomes so con, um, contorted in my own eyes you know that i've noticed that it's become even more a playground for a lot of people like as you say you know for health issues for you know like oh if you do that then you can heal this way and can you tell us a little bit about what was it that kind of opened your eyes i believe that was the shamanic work and we talked a little bit about the ayahuasca last time so was that one of the points that helped you to see more clearly or is there another scenario or was there something else that happened you mean especially you? about the food yeah, because that was the starting point. That's what I heard, you know, to become a manifestation coach. And yeah. Um, yeah, I would say ayahuasca was always this super clear moment where I could feel into, oh, this is how it could be. Yeah. You know, so definitely it's a, an awakening tool and it brings you like straight away to the point where you're like, oh, wow, this is me free from this craziness. Yeah. And then it was, I would say, from knowing this, bringing, bringing the understanding of it is okay to follow pleasure. Mm. That was somehow the integration tool, mm. the, 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 the work, because yeah, ayahuasca and your experiences with it require integration work, as we said uh, in our conversation. Yes. Um, and but in the end you experience through ayahuasca oh this is how my cells could feel this yeah. is how my nervous system could feel this is how my thoughts could be calm yes and so you have this sort of memory on a cellular level yes and from there on 
you go back into your, I would say, life that gets back affected from, you know, craziness and old thought patterns. But you have this deep sense memory of how it could feel. And it always felt better than your craziness. And you sort of try to dial back into where is the feeling good? What does the feeling good create? And what is the... Cecilia, what I'm really interested and intrigued with is, you know, so many of us, we can see that what we do with food is not a good thing, you know, and still, as you said, you know, you're trying diets, you're trying new lifestyle, and we don't find the quirk that kind of changes the whole thing around. So can you give us an idea of what happened when you uh, found that point in your life where you said, enough is enough, and I can change this into a total different scenario yeah so it was actually this beautiful invitation so i i really started to dive into the topics of desire and and pleasure not from a, a sexual perspective but just people following fun inviting pleasure because i got a little bit suspicious that i felt okay germans here are not very much about fun and pleasure. There is something in general here that is like more towards being serious and being very critical and doing things very right. Mm. There was just this voice in me where I felt, okay, I need to look more to other cultures, to other people. How do they live beyond Germany? And um, somehow I, I really got into this into this world of, of how people start to enjoy desire, even though it is not already in a manifested form materialized, mm. how you can have this as a practice. And that led me to, okay, there is a major big issues for women in general. They don't allow to follow their pleasure. They don't allow to follow their fun, their deepest desires. This is like so, it's an old wound. It's connected to sexual power of women is suppressed mm. because that makes them powerful, that makes them free. And so tracking this back led me to, okay, if I allow pleasure to be a priority, a real priority, then I get back to really sensing what feels right, what feels wrong, what feels good, what doesn't feel good. It takes away all the bullshit of dieting just because you feel dieting in itself mm. is not feeling good. It feels maybe good to a certain degree in some times of your life, but it's never the only solution. It mm. can be a solution to feel what feels good to eat what is really pleasurable and until when and it has to start with us trusting again oh my body is hungry so let me eat this is where we build the first thing you know hunger oh, okay take care diet uh did you do your yoga today already like no, your body sends a sign, hunger. When I follow my pleasure, that means I need to eat. Mm. 
And when I keep tracking what feels good, then I feel, okay, this is the end of food now because now it starts to feel it's too much. So basically, I know it sounds a little bit too simple, but basically that was the shift to understand we have all these instincts. Our bodies speak. They send clear signs. It yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I, um, you know, when you said that immediately, what I've kind of saw is what I, in some other ways are trying to make people or women mostly aware of is this, that we have kind of put a lot of restraints on ourselves. And then we have to have to please ourselves maybe with food or other things. That's what I'm hearing you say. And we have forgotten what natural hunger is because there is that's what you're saying to me or am i on the wrong track you know this is also what i see we have unlearned to listen to know what hunger is what is you know our desire for sleeping and resting and that's what you that's what you kind of came to grasp with when you started to do your work the desire work right yeah yeah and you know with the hunger it's this this the other part we all long for satisfaction that's why we run into for example these um these strong food cravings because we want finally this emptiness to be fulfilled and finally this hole to be fulfilled and that means on a deeper level we do not even expect to be satisfied through it there is this inner feeling of emptiness and I need to have as much as possible but mm, I do not even expect that I will get to a good point so it means you accept you're hungry and you really become curious in when is my satisfaction going to happen and how does it feel yeah and um it's a little bit the beginning of understanding you don't have to live in lack yeah get what you want so food is mm -hmm. sounds boring to so many and so many think like oh i have a food issue mm. but it really mirrors the soul and the thoughts what do you think what you can expect from life yeah and that uh, that food has become as i said you know available and also is misused for like bringing, as you call it, pleasure, you know, but satisfaction, I, I, I prefer that word, you know, like what kind of satisfaction do you find? A lot of us also get satisfied by overworking, you know, and even that cannot be satisfying because sometimes we try and try and try, you know, that one of my sensations is, you know, that I can be a total workaholic, for example, and go that way because it's so satisfying to see results to see people, to see like I've created this new thing. And then again, for me, I have come to a point to see it's almost like a pattern. It's like the same with the food, you know, before it might've been the food, now it's the work. And so what we both are talking about or what I hear you so clearly stating is that the satisfaction through the soul comes really through figuring out and slowing down, yeah? Or what is it that you found? No, <laughs> you say something different. That's interesting. Go on then. It's interesting. You said you like satisfaction more than pleasure. And I would oh, say yeah. because you allow the pleasure 
the satisfaction can come in. And yes, the pleasure happens because you slow down and you allow to enjoy. Mm. But it's never excluding the pleasure. It's really inviting it more, allowing it more, um, being open to the fact that you might have excluded it a lot already and that you have to go back and start to recollect it and bring it into your mind. That brings the part of satisfaction where you feel, now it's good. I'm good. I'm ready now. Ah. So how did you find this way for yourself, Cecilia? I mean, is it like a tradition you followed or is this something that you've really experienced and through your experience, you bring this forth? Um, can you tell us a little bit about that aspect? So I had um, an interest in one teacher, Mama Gina, she's called. Uh -huh. She was somehow the beginning of a movement in the US, I think in the early 90s maybe earlier, I'm not quite sure, where she really brought up this feminine revolution and this, hey, we as women, we need to go into our pleasure, into our goddess divinity thing, where, where today the Instagram and stuff really takes over with pink stuff. This is a little bit the beginning. I, to me, she's like the queen who sort of started this. And then I found a beautiful teacher who really focused this work of pleasure and desire into the topic of food and into the topic of enjoying and somehow bringing mindfulness from something that can feel a little dry or a little like, okay, you have to be aware and mindful to something that is more, just more fun and more, ah, you can expect a lot. Yeah. And then I, I really followed this woman, Jenna Laflamme. And, <laughs> and uh, I met her, I went to work with her in, mm. um, in San Francisco. I was really obsessed. I wanted to understand it. It felt different. And I think for me, it was a combination of, you know, learning from a person, yeah. but also learning in a country that embraces manifesting in a different way. California, great inspiration for me in general. Mm -hmm. So what it, do you think, uh, you talked about the different cultures, cultural settings you've kind of come to know because you do live at times in, in the US, that's what I understand, yeah. So where is the culture to you? Uh, you know, there's this kind of hate love to America from Europeans kind of hate love the US, you know, bar the political situation right now, but um, what was it that you could so clearly see in differences? And still you're living here, we haven't said that, you're currently also in Germany, so you're manifesting here in a place that feels rather dry and less pleasurable <laughs> in some way. Oh, it's always <laughs> what you bring, yeah. Yeah, yeah, what was it um, that that you found uh, the cultural difference was my first question. Sorry for elaborate question. No, no, no. So uh, it's fine. Um, I think um, it, there are many different aspects, but um, I can see that you can look at the American culture and politics with a lot of criticism and you, you will find the mistakes and for sure. But there is something in this culture where um, 
people are very driven and ambitious, which you can see as problematic because there is this, you, you, you need to produce and you need to be successful. But you can also say because there is ambition and because there is a knowing and understanding that we can achieve a lot, there is somehow no time for putting ourselves down, for playing small. Mm. And, and there is a huge support of dreams. And there is this, oh, you are interested in that. You want to do this? That's awesome. Great, go for it. And to me, this all, and, and in usual, usually it says, okay, Germans think that Americans are superficial. For me, it was not more superficial, not in any way more superficial than how I experienced Germans to be superficial in a maybe more like, yeah, everything is like mm -hmm, somehow in the middle da, 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 way. So I felt just there is a general decision for more positivity and for more belief and more, oh, you want to think big? go big you can it it's interesting so it's there's more openness more um a general decision for being friendly germans say oh the americans always say how are you everywhere and that's irritating for me it felt like it's a general cultural decision to be friendly mm even though maybe at some times it comes automatically. It's, I never experienced that when I answered um, honestly, that people were like, why is she answering? Hmm. People were like, oh, you have a great day. That's cool. What did you do? Like there was just curiosity and openness for positive energy. There is this, because I lived in the US as well. And I know what you're saying, because to me, the grandeur of nature is what makes them probably to me, you know, like to me, when I was in the States, it was nature was so big, there was never the form, the idea of lack, but there was enough for everybody. So I'm standing amongst giants, so I can be a giant. I mean, I used to live in Portland, and uh, in front of the, my house was a huge tree. I mean, I haven't seen that kind of tree here in Berlin, you know, we are a pretty green city. And um, to me, that was the richness that we, we do understand that life is not lacking. Life is always giving. And it's a matter of how we tap into that. While when I come here, it's in Germany, there is always the way of how do I manifest that? You know, is this manifested through a document? Is this manifested in the right way? So in the combination if you're if you can pull between the two and allow yourself to do that you might get pretty awesome results so how are you getting these results for yourself right now i mean living also on both sides of that you know like really in duality so how manifesting is also about obviously bringing something into this world right yeah yeah I didn't fully get the bridge from what you said, but... Um, yeah, so, because maybe it's my train of thought, um, I'm thinking if you live between allowing yourself to dream big, 
which we can take from the US. We both get that for different reasons. Mm -hmm. And um, if you still choose to be a European and live in Europe and in Germany, as we both decided to do, that's what I was saying, you know, the, the likeness of the two of us. Um, I, I thought there's a great potential in using both to really manifest. And because manifestation, as you call yourself, manifestation uh, coach, you know, means you want to call something to life. So it becomes tangible, you know. And mm -hmm. so in a culture where everything is always about measurability and tangibility, can I prove this? Can I touch this? Is this real? Can we achieve this, right? Uh, and how does it look like? How has your work kind of becomes um, manifested? <laughs> yeah. So I guess it's interesting. I guess both, I don't know how to switch this off. Um, I guess both cultures in different ways have supportive aspects. So Germany would be more, you know, going into very precise layers when we don't say okay germans look so negatively at things then we can say germans or europeans look very precisely into every corner i like this i like that so it makes you very precise and feeling in a sensitive way like what do i actually like and but and and the americans are like as you say it's like inviting to think uh, in abundance and to feel that abundance is real but both cultures force you to not take it from the outside world and to go in hmm. it's in germany you can if we go very flat in our observation and in cliches we can say germany can really drag you down hmm. and you look at what do people say about the situation right now, how everything is difficult and how everyone is feeling bad and da, 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 da. this can really bring your energy and your momentum very much down and you stop believing in anything. And for example, in California, you could go into this place of, oh my God, everyone is an actor here. Everyone is an actress. Everyone is a manifestation coach. Everyone yeah. has positive energy. I'm not unique in it. You could go into comparing mm. in a different way. Or you could think, well, I need to manifest as much as this person. And it's, it's about measuring. So both is taking you away from your power. And it's just a constant practice in different places from different angles. Okay, where am I losing myself? Yeah. How am I connecting to my heart, knowing that this speaks and that whatever the outside world is telling me, I can hold the momentum of my heart and my soul and dig deeper. Mm. That's what I would say. And actually that is beyond culture in every situation in life that you can practice that. And that's what makes it so divine and beautiful. Hmm. Yeah, we're all at a, at a moment where we can decide right now, is this what I'm doing pleasurable? Does that really belong into my life? I mean, if anything, this current situation really calls for that to me, you know, is it, yeah. Do I'm do I the, am I going the right path? Am I testing this the right way, or am I getting lost in ideas of 
this is what, you know, I should do with my knowledge or this is, you know, this is also coming to the bill, right? You know, sometimes we, we invested so much time in education and in forging a career or an image of ourselves where we need to be and finding it hard to let go. Do you work with that as well in your um, program? Yes. Yes, totally. I mean, it is, and, and that is what I feel is the beautiful, the, the beauty of this work is that we don't have to restrict it from, like, if I work with you, and you tell me, I want to manifest this and that and da, 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 da. I do not even have to tell you, hey, Alexandra, but maybe you want to feel more in your heart and maybe you don't, da, da, you don't need all of this. It leads you there by you connecting more. It's, oh. it's, uh, that's why I feel it's so powerful. It includes the fact that people have desires. And it allows desires to guide us to places. But it is so, mm, so soft and gentle in how it makes us listen to what makes me really happy. What is it really that I need? How much of that do I need? Why do I need it? And when we get to this why, to this deep why, then this stuff can really come. If we have a confirmation from inside, and if our whole being, I would say, says, yes, I want it, and I take responsibility, then, it, then you become this magnetic field for it. And is there a little technique that you can reveal? I mean, you're a coach, obviously, you're not going to give your power away to, because you worked yourself into this letter. But is there something that you can kind of show us how you exactly bring in that forth, you know, how you distinguishing the true desire from the fake manifested through, through the brain. So I would say, don't try to, to sort out the fake ones, but feel into every desire and feel into the degree of your fulfillment. And if there is no yes 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 then it's either okay it's fake or you feel mm -hmm, i want this supercar or this house at the beach but i feel that deep down i need something else way more so it's more tracking am i complete in this am i really feeling satisfied and i don't have to push myself into okay now visualize the car and think positive and hold the positive energy and you and your millions and da, da, da. <laughs> we don't do this. We basically get more and more sensitive to how does your heart and your whole being resonate with the idea of what you, so it's, it's vibrational work. Yeah, and whatever needs to uncover from there when you hit that level of desire, it, uh, the beauty of that work is to me, as far as I haven't worked with you, but I kind of am familiar a little bit with desire work, is that the more you trust that you kind of fulfill, first of all, your desires, the, more, the easier you can let go and you will come to the source of everything, you know, and uh, at least dedicate your work then to, to the bigger goals of love and, you know, feeling united and, you know, giving as much as receiving. Isn't, yeah. yeah. 
Mm. Yeah, and I guess it's this, I don't know why I'm bringing this up now, but somehow it's, it can be such a thing in the mind that, that it feels like two different things. Either you're on the side of manifesting mm. or you are on the side of I let go of my desire and I am at peace. <laughs> and I think everyone wants to be at peace. And, and what I observe in the spiritual world, so to say, is that people say, okay, manifesting is here and being at peace and being awake is way more. But I'd say it's this allow to want what you want and it brings peace. Exactly. And I think it comes from, because that's the interest that I find more and more, you know, to listen to all these different voices that are the new voices in, if we want to talk about the spiritual realm or, you know, whatever scene or however we want to call it, that there is new voices coming up that break old traditions. And these traditions come very much out of an old age wisdom out of a yuga that we don't need anymore as we say in yoga you know so that we are we are entering a different form of being able to achieve and before that was you know the way there was the buddhist way and there was a uh, hatha yoga or monk traditional ways and what i'm hearing you and other people that come onto the show saying is like you know and then i woke up and then i know noticed like we can change this and tweak this and don't be in this stern discipline where we feel we need to um, chastise, our, chastise ourselves, you know, into, yeah, yeah. Um, but we can, you know, we can live through, a, as you say, desire and pleasure and still come out at the other side, because this is what's, that's the joy of life, you know, that's like where we can be and in the joy. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also fascinating to really feel that you can seek and find pleasure in all emotions, that it doesn't mean there is the idea of high vibe manifestation, which I said too, because I felt that describes that there is a high level of joy and of high energy. But there can be this misunderstanding that it excludes the other emotions. Hmm. And it's so, it makes people um, so calm when you feel, okay, I can go through immense pain if I open myself to pleasure within this experience, I will get glimpses of it. Hmm. And my glimpses can be my point of attention. And so I can expand it within those experiences. It's just a, yeah, I would say also a yoga of thoughts. It's, it's something yeah. that never ends in no area. Yeah. Well, thank you again for coming. And as always, we put the link to manifest together with you <laughs> in the show notes. So if you're interested in following Celia's work, she has different offers for you, which is like online courses and one-on-one -on -one yes. coaching. So feel free to dig a little bit deeper and contact Cecilia. Thank you so much. Thank you for uh, coming back and giving this a second part and, and having this really interesting conversation. I hope everybody who is listening enjoyed. So thank you, listener, for also 
following our conversation and our exchange of thoughts. <laughs> and I hope thank you. Thank yes. you. Both we say goodbye. Have a beautiful day wherever Bye. you are. Bye-bye. <laughs> If you enjoy listening to my podcast, please consider to become a patron at patreon.com slash Alexandra Kreis and pledge your donation.